Welcome to Verified Rx, your prescription for success. Brought to you by the Vizient Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence. While there have been many successes in mitigating and ending certain drug shortages, the fact is drug shortages have not ended. The COVID-19 pandemic reveals how vulnerable the supply chain can be. It's crucial that processes are in place to mitigate supply chain disruptions. In this episode, we're going to discuss what the frontline pharmacist needs to know to ensure supply chain resiliency. I'm Gretchen Brummel, Pharmacy Executive Director in the Vizient Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence and your program host. Joining me today to talk about drug shortages are my Vizient colleagues, Doug Kuchera, Associate Vice President of Contract Services, and Dr. Middle Sutaria, Vice President of Contract and Program Services. Welcome, Doug and Middle. Thanks for having us. So let's start with you, Middle. As you know, there's been increased drug demand during the COVID-19 pandemic, which has caused a strain on the drug supply. What are the medications of biggest concerns to pharmacists? That is a fantastic question. I would say that, yes, our health systems have certainly struggled uh, with drug supply challenges uh, during the pandemic. And as you know, the drug shortages can be a result of many different things, including natural disasters or raw material shortages in the supply chain that we can't even anticipate. One of the drugs that is utilized in management of COVID patients is propofol. It is used to maintain sedition in ventilated patients infected with COVID. And the demand for this product skyrocketed. It was unprecedented, and uh, it was as high as 272% across the health systems. And during this time frame, through the, our private label program, the NOAA Plus Enhanced Supply Program, we were able to partner with a supplier to bring additional inventory to market and supply our members with over 676,000 units of propofol. And it is that new inventory or resiliency in the market that we're trying to address today is how do we become better prepared and and to answer that, we have expanded the program to now cover over 25 products and bring over 48 million additional units to the market. And this is really the new inventory that did not exist in the market before, which generates a huge value for our health systems and brings additional resiliency to the marketplace. In your opinion, what can be done to strengthen our pharmaceutical supply chain? Information is key. There are times that we don't even know where the drug shortage is and when they're occurring. So greater transparency and insight into where the product is originating, their production or inventory levels, really having some accountability, strengthening the requirements that help our health systems offer that continuity of care to their patients, and overall just commitment of supply, right? So that would certainly help strengthen our overall pharmaceutical supply chain. Drug shortages, they aren't new. They've existed before the pandemic. So what causes these shortages? You're absolutely right. Drug shortages have been around. It seems like all of us experience at some point, maybe when one shortage is resolved, there's another one, unfortunately, to take its place. And so with all of this, this required something that I believe everyone needs to do. And I know we did that as well at Vizient is just as our health systems are being challenged to work differently, we had to step back and ask ourselves, how could we take a different approach as well? Because again, while there have been many successes in mitigating and ending certain drug shortages, the fact is drug shortages have not ended. So we went back to the drawing board and we examined what was working very well 
And we wanted to build upon that to accelerate some new and innovative solutions. And that led to the formation of a drug shortage task force that was focused on four key pillars. Number one, looking at new ways of contracting, new types of sourcing strategies to actually generate more inventory. Number two, investing in and leveraging new types of business intelligence to help further understand the risks in the marketplace, maybe uh, throughout the supply chain from the product level, maybe to manufacturing level and uh, beyond, and to help us further anticipate shortages. Uh, number three, strategic engagement. Looking at the broader picture, as they often say, the rising tide lifts all boats. So we know that no one entity or no one solution necessarily can solve drug shortages, but this is part of a bigger challenge. And we're in this together. So we have to tackle this differently. And that led us to look at a new initiative to quantify the impact of shortages in a new way to the entire U.S. healthcare system. And that really led to number four, which is another part of uh, some broader efforts with regards to advocacy efforts. So how do drug shortages affect frontline staff? I'm sure it's very frustrating. You know, as one shortage seems to be resolved or you hear some good news, unfortunately, there's uh, another challenge or another obstacle to replace it. So that type of experience is unique to every one of our listeners. But one thing that our team, an initiative that we led was to quantify the cost of drug shortages to healthcare systems and going a step further beyond just the cost of purchasing a higher alternative product, but looking at something that no one had done before, which was to actually quantify the labor impact, not just to the health systems um, served across our membership, but even to the entire United States health system as a whole. Middle, what can pharmacists do to have enough medications to take care of their patients? I would say that there are so many different things that they can do. But one of the things that we have seen our health systems do is really identify what are some of those medications that are essential to take care of these patients and without those medications where there are no alternatives or they're just really critical and used in acute areas, as well as sometimes even in chronic area, but there is no alternative or even high impact or high volume drugs within the health system that they cannot go without. So really creating that list of essential medications is important, specific to each health system. But what Vizient has done is actually created an essential medications list by collaborating with our members, as well as our own internal clinical team created an essential medications list that identifies all those three areas, very key areas that our health systems can benefit from for having these essential medications in different categories. Vizient actually did this drug impact survey back in April of 2019, and we identified that over $359 million are spent per year managing the labor that is needed to take care of drug shortages that occur on a day-to-day -day basis in our health systems. That includes pharmacy directors, buyers, technicians, as well as the frontline staff. Over 8.6 million hours are spent annually in managing labor associated with drug shortages. This is additional labor hours on managing those day-to-day -day shortages in our health system. And how are organizations leveraging an essential medications list? 
I would say our health systems would really benefit from creating their own essential medications list. But Vizian has also identified an essential medications list, which includes over 200 medications today. It includes categories in acute, chronic, as well as high impact areas that hospitals cannot do without, which leads to different contracting strategies as well on how to source and procure those medications for the health systems. Well, once they've created their essential meds list, how can they ensure access to those drugs? Doug, why don't you take this one? I believe they can make those essential medications, you could say, their guiding compass in efforts to prioritize all of their activities around those essential medications. Educate others, make sure that others within their system are aware of those essential medications and leverage programs that also focus on those items that health systems have said are absolutely essential to their ongoing operations. And Doug, I would just like to add that at the end of the day, we really do need to elevate the transparency, accountability, and the resiliency of the pharmaceutical supply chain. We really need to understand where these products come from, identify the API and the manufacturing locations and the final fill locations and the starting key material that is very important for these products. There needs to be more accountability as we set up these programs as to what is the commitment that the health systems are going to provide and then leverage that commitment to create that additional inventory or resiliency in the supply chain. So when we don't know if there is a shortage that is going to occur or there is going to be an unprecedented demand in the marketplace, we are ready and we're prepared with a resilient system that addresses a short time hiccup in the supply chain. And at the end of the day, that is what's going to help our frontline workers access the drugs that they really need and essential medications that they really need to take care of their patients. I love how you describe that because all of those components, that transparency, the increased accountability, resiliency, that all supports something that we need more of in the healthcare market, which is stronger sustainability. That's one thing for a solution to come into play to address a market need today, but it's yet another to have something that is uh, sustainable for tomorrow and the long term as well. What are some key takeaways each of you would like to leave our listeners with? I would say advocacy is huge. Together, we can really amplify our voice. And even as a single frontline worker, when you advocate for access to those essential medications or you partner with organizations that are focused on access to those essential medications, it helps elevate your voice. And advocacy plays a huge role in demanding access as well as demanding transparency. We talked about the fact that there is a lot of work to be done in understanding the pharmaceutical supply chain and demanding that transparency for a more resilient supply chain and advocating for that is a key. Oh, those are great points, Mitchell. And I'd add on to that to say we're seeing many proposed solutions in the marketplace that are touting certain types of advantages with the intent um, to solve some ongoing market challenges. But I would encourage our listeners to ask uh, several questions to make sure it's in the best interest of their pharmacy. I mean, for instance, Does the program prioritize the essential medications that are most important to your pharmacy operations? Do they support the type of increased transparency into the product origin and production? Are there any types of hidden costs, whether those are in the form of an initial upfront investment or ongoing maintenance fees or other? And last, to ensure that you're fully informed, obviously, in making the decision that's in the best interest of your health system. Doug and Middle, this was great. 
Thank you for all the information you shared with us. And to our listeners, please join us for more Verified Rx podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, and send us your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Verified Rx is your prescription for success and is brought to you by the Vizian Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence. I'm Gretchen Brummel. Thanks for listening. 